Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Dr. Alexandra Soa. I got that right. Yay. Well, kind of. Uh, the, the founder and CEO at So Well Health. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited. And I just, let's say it. I know we said we weren't going to say this, but everyone, she has a different way of saying her name. So if I said it wrong, <laughs> For the audience to hear, because I don't want them to think I'm crazy, do that thing that you... Uh... Okay. My name is Dr. Alexandra Soa. Okay. <laughs> Jared that, that little A. Yeah. You, gotta, you have to roll. It's like you roll out the A. I, I have to say that because I couldn't... I can't lie to the audience. They had to know that I, I messed that up a lot of times before go. we started. Cool. Well, hey, yeah. now that we have everyone's attention based on that little rant, thanks for, for joining us today. I'd... Uh, Love just to kick things off. Tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about your background and then we'll talk yeah. about So Well Health and uh, some of the issues you're working on. Great. So I am a dual board certified doctor of internal and obesity medicine. Uh, I trained at NYU and I am on a mission to help people unlock their metabolic health to gain long-term health improvements. And my my company as it is today evolved out of my private practice in New York City. I built a membership practice uh, in weight loss and metabolic health. And I realized very quickly that the secret sauce to what I was doing started off in our first lab draw. And it wasn't even labs that I necessarily even had to order. It was that patients would bring me their outside labs and they'd say to me, my, my doctor says I'm fine, but I really think something's going on inside that I can't lose weight or I can't improve my blood pressure, nothing's budging. And I'd look at the same labs that someone else told them was totally fine. And I'd look at them with my specialty training and I would quickly, quickly identify that not everything was fine, that they had metabolic syndrome, that they had slightly elevated liver enzymes, that they had early insulin resistance and were their doctors bad? No, their doctors were practicing in what is considered standard medicine where we don't really identify diseases as they're developing. We wait until they are developed and then we care about them, then we treat them, then we talk about them. And that preventive health is really just missed in the traditional healthcare setting. So that's my background. That is my, my mission and that is where I am uh, growing so well health right now to help raise early awareness about metabolic health. Thank you for that, that introduction and, and telling us a little bit about your background. Really appreciate it. Uh, you kind of, you kind of fit into some of the, some other things I was wondering, right? Like what, you know, you're, you're basically your why, how, what, which is great. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always nice <laughs> when I don't have to ask something and uh, you tied it in perfectly. So thank you for that. Uh, I, I want I want the audience to know we kind of want to highlight a couple things today, right? We, you and I were talking about uh, earlier today. We're talking about um, how how can we do early uh, early identification, early detection, I guess, mm -hmm. in order to what what is it like in order for like to have better long term prevention? Is that like yes? So yeah. if you can identify the diseases of insulin resistance of metabolic health, so let's define that for a second. So. 88% of our country is metabolically unhealthy. Only 12% of us meet all metrics of metabolic health. And that's all encompassing. It goes from blood pressure to cholesterol, to blood sugar, to waist circumference. And 
it, that's the truth. But most people do not know that they have something wrong with them until their end stage, until they get all the way to type two diabetes and their doctor says, oh, okay, it's time to go on insulin, right? And there are, it takes years to get from having one abnormality of metabolic health all the way to type two diabetes. And so if we can raise awareness early and empower the consumer, the individual, the patient to say, I wanna to start to understand some of this stuff. And I'm not actually just going to take at face value that I need to get my labs done every three years and that I'm, I'm, I'm okay. If you feel on the inside that something is not optimized, I encourage people to dig a little bit deeper. And, um, you know, a really good, <laughs> A really good statistic that highlights this is that one out of every three Americans has prediabetes and 90% of them don't know they have it, right? And prediabetes is traditionally something that's screened for in a doctor's office. And what I'm talking about is even identifying the pre-prediabetes state. And when we do that, we can have this trickle down effect where you're not just touching type two diabetes, you're touching all of the diseases that come with insulin resistance. So that is everything from PCOS to heart disease to the pre-diabetes and type two di diabetes stage. So it's, it's letting people know that they have a right to dig deeper and empowering them to understand some of the data. And, and saying like, you can prevent this 20 years before it's a problem, let's act on it now. If you know it's there, then we're gonna give you the, the evidence-based tools to make the lifestyle changes. At, at what point, do, like, does a, does a healthcare professional provide this guidance and then the patient just doesn't listen to it and then they either end up getting these health, you know, these major health risks or increasing their chances of major health risks or eventually even like dying because of it, right? And I'll, I'll just quickly segment this because you're in New York. One of my favorite shows of all time, I don't know if you've seen it, is The Sopranos, mm -hmm. right? And James Gandolfini, who played Tony Soprano, um, was actually, you know, turns out actually very un amazing actor, but very unhealthy, right? It seems like whether it was to get into the role or just what he was into, right? He, he loved to eat all different foods. And unfortunately, you know, I'm Italian. The Italian food is delicious, but it is not very uh, healthy for you when consumed in, in large portions. Um, wh what can we do? Like, cause I'm sure there was doctors at some point that told him, right. That like, Hey, you need to like, maybe you know, get on a better fitness. So plan. I'm actually gonna totally disagree with that um, okay. statement okay. because I think that actually we don't give patients enough credit. And I think there are very few people out there who actually hear you must change and here's exactly, you, know, you must change and then they don't go do it. I think there are two problems in the traditional healthcare um, setting, which is one, we don't make it so clear, right? And we don't say, hey, you, you, we like, need to address this so you can reduce the risk of future disease. But then the biggest, the second biggest problem is, is that we don't give plans. So in, in my medical education, I, I learned in my traditional primary and even through my internal medicine residency, I learned that the advice you would give to patients who were suffering from overweight or obesity was eat less, exercise more. 
Now, if you tell someone who has a life that's full of a certain sort of foods and is very sedentary to just go home, eat less and exercise more, the chances of them being successful are absolutely zero. I mean, honestly, you could hear a, a story once in a blue moon that someone was self-motivated and understood it, but it's very hard to change behaviors if it's all self-directed. And I don't think that we've kind of created the right conversation around these changes. So we don't wanna scare people. We don't wanna say you're gonna die. We wanna say, look, you have the ability within three months time to take these, this elevated hemoglobin A1C, these elevated liver enzymes, and three months, I'm going to support you to, to change this. And then you're going to see how much better you feel. You're going to see you've had validated improvements in your labs. And then let's talk about this idea that you can be more self-directed. You know, it's, it's hard to do hard things on your own. And I think that's where we really let people, um, we failed them. And, and, you know, from the doctor's perspective, people aren't offering the support because they weren't trained in it. They don't know themselves how to help people. You know, they give a little automated template in their EMR that says, eat more fiber, eat more fruits and vegetables. And it's so depersonalized that is a patient with the abnormal markers who's at higher risk, are they really gonna take that home and say, hey, this doctor really created something for me. They really know what's gonna happen. No, they probably read it, feel guilty about where they are and then don't make any changes. So can't blame, can't always blame the individual. And yeah. most of the time, you know, we need to empower them rather than looking at it as a failure to, to enact change. I'm glad you mentioned it. you, uh, you offered your, your take on that. And also a reason I mentioned the Sopranos is now in the show notes, we get to mention the Sopranos, which is really great. Cause that's going <laughs> to show up when people search the Sopranos Great, right there. Right. So, um, and I've been, I, I don't know why I, I, uh, my, my, my feed, cause I used to watch a lot of Sopranos videos on YouTube. It came up before this call when I went That's on funny. YouTube. So, uh, well, can I, I tell you that it. I'm working my way through it? I'm only on season three, so don't spoil it. I mean, I generally know what happened, but let's, let's not go deeper. <laughs> okay. I'll put that in the show notes too. So when you're, okay. no, I'm just kidding. Uh, th this is, this has been super helpful. Um, we're, we're, just about to, to wrap up on time. I, I just want to thank you for, for coming on the podcast. Hopefully we can have you come on again, kind of dive into some of these additional issues, but this was really for our audience, the slice of healthcare audience to get to know you a little bit, learn about so well health uh, for us to kind of talk about a couple, a couple different topics, but nothing too, too deep. And uh, we can dive into some of these issues uh, more uh, in future episodes. If you're, if you're down for it. Great. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.